You're listening to the Wild Youth Podcast. Come on, let's praise God in this place. Come on. Praise him. We praise him. Why do we praise him? Shout it out. Why do we praise him? Because he's worthy. You hear me say that all the time. We praise him because he's worthy to be praised. No matter what's going on in your life, he is worthy. God is always worthy of our praise, so praise him. Every moment of every day, every morning you wake up, start your day with praising him. Before the world gets a chance to tell you things, praise him. In the midst of your circumstances that don't make sense, praise him. In the midst of you frustrated with the test in front of you, praise him. Praise him, right? Praise him. Awesome. You can go ahead and find your seats. Worship team, thank you. That was amazing. Welcome to the wild. I'm so excited that you're here. If it is your first time, would you just go ahead and raise your hand for me? Raise your hand if it's your first time. There's some of you in the back. Awesome. Can we give them a big wild welcome? Yes. Awesome. I'm so glad that you are here. If I haven't met you yet, my name is Connor. It's nice to meet you. I'm so glad that you are here. Hi, 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 hi. A million highs. Hello. Yes, I am also excited that you're here. And you guys are here for an awesome night. We are in our series on generosity. Big November. We've been talking all month long about generosity. And Mary, who is up here, Can we give Mary a hand? She killed it at hosting. She did so awesome. She mentioned that next week, what do we have? What are we taking up next week? Our miracle offering. That is right. And so like I said last week, we have a little video from Yachty. Now, if you weren't here last week, I'll preface this real fast. We are taking up a miracle offering next week to go to a school missions in Costa Rica. So we will be taking up an offering that will bless all of the kids that are in that school. And Yadi, who you're about to hear from, was a part of that school. And now she's a youth pastor in Iowa. How awesome, right? So as she briefly talked about, some of the things that your money can go towards are simply meals. That seems crazy to us, right? Because most of us probably have at least three meals a day. Not all of us, but most of us. But you look here, and she's saying that there are so many kids who simply just don't get a meal, even at school. So keep that in mind. Something that is so simple and normal to us is not normal in other places of the world. You can do a lot. No matter how much you're able or willing to give, your money can go so far. So I just really want to encourage you guys, if you haven't already been praying about what to give next week, start praying this week. Start praying, asking God, God, what do you have for me to give? How can I bless someone else? And as Yadi said at the end of her video, when you bless others, God is going to bless you. That shouldn't be our motivation, right? 
shouldn't be our motivation that I'm going to give so that I get something in return, but it is a promise of God that when we give, he gives back to us. So just keep that in mind. Be praying about it this week. I'm really excited to see what we get. We will announce how much we will be sending to them so that you guys can be excited about it so that we can celebrate together. So come next week ready with your miracle offering. But let's get into it tonight. Go ahead and stand up for me again. We will be reading from the book of Malachi. Crazy. The book of Malachi starting in chapter 3. Tonight we are talking about how to be generous with our money. Very fitting that we hear from Yadi tonight. How to be generous with our money. So starting in verse 10, it says this. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed. For yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for being a generous God, for showing us what it means to be generous. So God, I pray tonight that our hearts would be opened to hear more of your heart, to hear what your word has to say. And God, I pray that we would be open to being obedient to what you ask of us, God. We love you so much and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and high five your neighbor as you take your seat. Yeah. Awesome. So raise your hand in here. Raise your hand if you like money. Yeah, right? Most of us like money. Yes? Yeah. It seems like a trick question. I'm not tricking you. Notice I also raised my hand, right? Most of us like money because we feel comfortable. We feel safe when we have money in the bank because our culture is built around money. Everything costs. The things that we eat, the things that we wear, most of the things that entertain us, Cause, cost, money, right? Where we live, even our education. Going to school costs money. For some of you, it might cost more, but it costs all of us something just to be educated, to go to school, to learn, to become better people. Guys, God was not blind to the fact that our culture would revolve around money. And he definitely wasn't quiet about his thoughts about money. So many places in the Bible, God talks about money. And every week at the start of service, we have a host come out, and what do they share a word about? Offering, tithing, right? Every week we have someone come out and talk about tithes. So I just want you to raise your hand if you know what tithes are, if you know what tithing is. Okay, awesome, that's a lot of you. So tithe literally means one-tenth. 
one-tenth, one-tenth of our income, your earnings, whatever you're making, it means one-tenth. So some people question when the church says to tithe to them, right? To say to give me one-tenth of what you're earning. We question and say, well, I feel like maybe that's just something that the church made up so that they can get our money, right? Have you heard that before? Yeah. Well, let's look at the word of God and see what he has to say about it. Because if we question something, it's okay. It's okay to question it. But we should go to the word of God and see what he says. So Leviticus 27, 30 through 34 says this. A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Whoever would redeem any of their tithe must add a fifth of the value to it. Every tithe of the herd and flock, every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod will be holy to the Lord. No one may pick out the good from the bad or make any substitution. If anyone does make a substitution, both the animal and its substitution become holy and cannot be redeemed. These are the commands the Lord gave Moses at Mount Sinai for the Israelites. Those are God's words to Moses. Notice how at the end it says, these are the commands. So to answer the question, did the church just make this up? No. This was God's command to Moses for his people. To give one-tenth of everything. It's not a suggestion, it's a command from God. But, the next question is, if our tithe then goes to pay the pastors and the staff, then why don't they just have other jobs and then we don't have to pay them a tithe? Right? I think a lot of people actually don't realize that the pastors that are on staff here, this is their full-time job. They don't work other jobs. This is how we earn a living. So, first of all, tithes go to more than just paying staff, okay? Your tithes go to things like our food bank, the ways that we outreach in the community. They go to the missionaries that we support because our church supports missionaries overseas. And the events that we hold, your tithes go to so much more than just paying the staff here. But let's see what God says about tithes paying staff and pastors. So in Numbers 18, this is what God says. Again, the Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Levites and say to them, When you receive from the Israelites the tithe I give you as your inheritance, you must present a tenth of that tithe as the Lord's offering. Your offering will be reckoned to you as grain from the threshing floor or juice from the wine press. In this way, you also will present an offering to the Lord from all the tithes you receive from the Israelites. From these tithes, you must give the Lord's portion to Aaron the priest, for you must present as the Lord's portion the best and holiest part of everything given to you. We as pastors still tithe. We aren't exempt from giving God 
one-tenth of what we earn. And it seems kind of weird, right? That your tithes go to pay us, and then we tithe off of your tithes, right? Do you follow me? But also notice that we, the pastors, are called to an even higher standard with our tithing. It calls us to give the best and holiest part of what we earn. Another translation says, best portions from the gifts given you. So I take this to also mean not just one-tenth of our income, right, as pastors, not just one-tenth of our income, but one-tenth of any gift given to us. When we receive extra gifts, extra offerings, God calls us to also tithe off of that. That's something that even Ian and I have learned more this year and been challenged to do that when someone gives us something, that's still a gift from God. And so a portion of that is going to be given back to him because my money is God's money anyways, right? Isn't that the same thing for all of us? Our money isn't our own. All of it is a gift from God. But something else that I want to point out from the passage in Leviticus says, a tithe of everything from the land. So what does that mean for us today, right? Because it's talking a lot about our fruits, our animals, right? Because in Bible times, that was their income. That was how they paid for things. They gave away their goods, their animals. We don't do that anymore. We get paid in money. So what does that mean for us to give off of everything? You know how when you get a paycheck, you have a portion that comes out for your taxes, right? Are you following me? A portion comes out for your taxes, and you often don't even see that money because they take it out before you even get your paycheck. What this is saying, though, is you tithe off of the whole thing. You don't just tithe off of the amount that you personally get. You tithe off of the amount that you are paid in full before taxes come out. But are you guys ready to hear the hard truth about tithing? Are you? Are you ready? Tithing isn't being generous. What? Yeah. Tithing isn't being generous. Tithing is a command. It's an expectation. God has already told us to tithe. Generosity is what you give on top of your tithes. What do you go above and beyond in? What's the extra going towards? Things like our miracle offering. Things like giving to a missionary or sponsoring a child in another country. Paying for someone's coffee or dinner or groceries. Just gifting someone cash, right? Donating to charities or handing that person on the side of the road the $20 bill in your pocket. Those are the things that really stretch us. The things that happen in the moment. 
the spontaneous things that the Holy Spirit puts on our heart to give. That's generosity. So I have three points that I want to pull out from our scripture tonight when it comes to being a generous giver. Number one, we need to trust God to use the money. We have to trust God to use the money that we give. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. We can really get hung up wondering on how our money is going to be used, right? I'll just share a brief example. I think the most common thing to me is if I see the homeless person on the side of the road, I can be hesitant to give them my cash because what are they going to do with it? Are they going to spend it on alcohol? Are they going to spend it on drugs? What are they going to do with the money that I'm giving them? It's not up to me. The Holy Spirit just asked me to be generous and to give. It's up to God what happens with that money. We get so caught up wondering if the money that we're giving is being spent the wrong way. If the Holy Spirit is telling you to be generous to that person, be generous. Give them the money. Let him worry about how it's going to be used. Or what if the person in line behind me hates Christians? All the more reason to be generous, right? All the more reason to show them the love of God, someone that they don't know, paying for their coffee. Be generous. When we give, it's God's to do with as he wants. Number two, we need to trust God to provide. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. God promises to open the heavens and flood you with blessing. But notice how he says this after the giving. He's saying, once you give, I will open the floodgates. When we fear that we won't have enough, the question that we have to ask ourselves is, do I trust God to keep his word or not? Because his word already told us that he will open the floodgates of heaven. Do we trust that he's a man of his word? My last point. We need to trust God to protect. He says, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe. When we are obedient and generous giving, God promises to protect our money. I love what Tavita shared because it is perfect for what we're talking about tonight. He promises to protect the rest of what we have. Every time that Ian and I have had an unexpected payment come, 
an unexpected bill come in the mail, something that we weren't ready for, God has shown up. Every single time he has shown up. We have either received just a gift of money or a bill that normally comes out was less than what it usually is because God is faithful and he is faithful to those who are faithful to him. He promises to open the floodgates of heaven. He always shows up to protect us. Guys, the things, the thing about being generous with our money is that we are drawing from the wealth of heaven. I'm going to say that again. When we are generously giving, we are drawing on the wealth of heaven. We're not drawing from our own bank. We are a part of the kingdom of God and his riches. And his riches are never ending. He will care for his people. And when he's asking you to be generous, when the Holy Spirit is asking you to give that money, that's God providing for someone else. That's God caring for his person over here. And he asked you to be a part of it. How cool is that? If any of you heard Grace and Stephanie's story today, they talked about how a woman bought them Bibles at Barnes & Noble. Over $100 worth. How blessed were you guys by that? Very blessed, right? All because she chose to say yes. The Holy Spirit put it on that woman to pay for their Bibles, and because of that, they felt the love of God. And they already know God. Imagine what it would do to someone who doesn't know God. Be willing to be a part of the blessing for someone else. So as we break up into our small groups, I want you guys to be asking yourselves this. Have you been treating the money you have like it is yours or like it is God's? Have you been treating your money like it's yours or God's? We've got 20 minutes in our small groups. Go ahead and break up. If you didn't come with a friend and it's your first time, please come up here to the front and I will direct you to a small group. All right, do we have all our groups back in here? I feel like no, I don't think I see everyone yet. Come on in if you're out in the lobby, hurry up. We've got nine, now eight minutes to wrap up service. So who can tell me what was, what was the last question that you discussed? So not the question about the miracle offering. The questions that you discussed. Yeah, the last verse, right? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, what that's talking about is, no, I'm, I'm up here, I'm talking about being generous, giving. And it's always easier said than done, right? Most things in life are easier said than done. So I'm not saying that 
being generous with your money isn't hard. It stretches us. It makes things uncomfortable. It's difficult sometimes. But what this verse is telling us is that we don't have to have that passion and desire before we give. Sometimes the desire follows us being obedient. And yes, when God asks us to tithe, when he tells us to tithe, his word says to be a cheerful giver. But sometimes going above and beyond, it hurts a little bit. Say, man, I don't know that I can, I don't know that I can afford that, God. What's, what's my budget going to say? How am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for that? Sometimes we give that a little bit reluctantly. But what this verse promises us is that our desire will follow our act of obedience. Because it says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Not there your heart already is. So I just want to encourage you, if you're in here and you're saying, man, Connor, my heart's not there yet. I don't have that burning passion, that burning desire. That's okay. But still choose to be obedient. Trust what God says that as you're obedient to him and you do give that gift, the desire will follow. Your heart will begin to fall in love with being generous because our hearts are molded after God's heart, and his heart is to be generous. So if you could all go ahead and stand with me. I've been challenging you all night with the word of God to be generous. Give money. Give money. And some of you don't even have a job, right? So you're like, how do I do that? How can I do that? I want to, but I don't know how. And maybe you're just thinking or you're just in that place I already talked about of my desire is not there yet. It hurts. It's painful for me to give. And if I'm challenging you guys to do it, I want to be the first. I want to lead the way. So, I've got 50 bucks. The first person up on the stage gets it. Oh! Someone pick it up! Thank you. I mean, y'all wanted that 50 bucks, that's fair. And that can look easy, right? That might look easy. Connor, you've got it all together. You have a job, you have a steady income. That doesn't mean it's easy for me. It takes practice. It takes even me 
to trust that God's going to provide, to trust that he's going to protect. And if I'm asking you to do something and I'm unwilling to do it myself, you shouldn't be listening to me, right? I want to lead the way. Be generous. As we wrap up tonight, we talked in our small group a little bit about how One of the girls said how when I think about generosity, I think about how generous God was to send his only son to die for us. Man, if you need to be encouraged to be generous, think about that. If God was willing to send his only son to die for you, how much more generous can we be? The heart of God is beautiful. He loves you. He wants to give you the world. So if you're in here tonight and you don't have a relationship with God yet, you haven't surrendered your life to him and said, God, I want what you want for me. I want you to come into my life. I want your peace. I want your hope. I want your joy. I want you to to clean me up, to show me what it looks like to follow you. We're all going to say a prayer together here in a minute. In Romans, it tells us that in order to have a relationship with God, in order to receive salvation, all we have to do is believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord. So as we say this prayer, this is you confessing that. This is you saying, yes, Jesus, I believe you. I receive you. But you have to believe that in your own heart. Jesus, God has left the choice with you because he wants you to choose him. He doesn't want you to say yes out of reluctance. He wants you to say yes out of love. So if everyone could close your eyes for me, we're going to say a prayer together one line at a time. I don't want you to feel alone, so we will all say it together. Repeat after me. Say, Dear God, Thank you for your son, Jesus. Please forgive me for all I've done wrong. Thank you for being generous. Show me how to be more generous in my life. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's just keep your eyes closed for a minute. Because if that was you and you said that prayer for the first time, if you gave your life to God and said yes to him tonight, I'm going to count to three, and I just want you to raise your hand because I want to celebrate with you, and I want to pray for you right where I'm at. No one else is looking around. It's just you, me, and God. So if you said yes to him tonight, would you just raise your hand? One, two, three. Raise them high for me so I can see them. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I see four hands so far, five, six. Awesome, eight. Awesome, God, I thank you so much for these eight students that said yes to you tonight, God. And I thank you for those students who maybe said yes but didn't have the courage to raise their hand. 
God, I pray right now that you would fill them with your courage. You would fill them with your confidence. Holy Spirit, come and fill them with your hope, your peace, your joy, your love right now. And God, I pray that any hurt, any wounds that they've been carrying, God, that they would lay them at your feet right now. And Holy Spirit, would you just come and comfort them? Heal those areas of their heart where they've been hurt, God. Begin to speak to them how loved they are by you. We thank you and we praise you, God, for being a generous God, that you want relationship with us, that you were willing to send your only son to die. Even if it was just for one of us, it was worth it to you, God. I thank you so much for that. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go to myeternity.com slash wild. Or you can join us in person on Wednesdays from 6.30 to 8.30. At Eternity. Yeah.